Welcome to Let's Get Writing, the podcast that explores the creative process of writing from books, scripts, plays, and poems to songs and blogs. This series focuses on authors, publishers, and artists. Catherine's guests share their process of writing in all its forms. Listen along to discover the personal journeys behind their work. Explore options from indie to traditional publishing and learn tips and secrets to inspire you. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. That's right, writing, not writing for this show. I've made a little diversion and I'll tell you why. I have a newsletter about Let's Get Writing and my podcasts and shows. And at the end of the newsletter, I I always ask my subscribers to share their stories with me. Well, one subscriber did. And I was so intrigued by this story that I feel should be a book that I thought I have to have her on the show and find out so much more about it and share it with you. In my newsletter, I had put a little video about my spider, which is a three-wheeled bike, and just how I was excited about learning to ride it. And that's how this came about. I want you to meet her. I'm going to bring her up on the screen right now and welcome Evelyn Ramsey. Hello, Catherine. Hi. Evelyn, you're in Moncton, New Brunswick, and I am in Grand Falls, Windsor, Newfoundland, for everyone to know our geography. Evelyn, 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 we go a long way back, and by way of introduction, I want to let everyone know that you are branded as the Canadian Dental Coach, (laughs) and that is, of course, where our paths have crossed over the years, because I worked in dentistry for so many years, and I met you, hmm, when, Evelyn, when did we first meet? Oh, oh gosh, it was like ages ago. It was ages Ages. ago. (laughs) Yeah, but we're not that old, so you know, not that long, really. But we've done many things in, in through dentistry, and you have coached in our office before, and I've attended many of your lectures. Um, in fact, if I think I took my appendicitis attack at one of your lectures and had to... When I was lecturing in Moncton. <laughs> <laughs> we've been through everything. <laughs> anyway... Um, But besides um, being an incredible leader in the dental field, you are also an incredible leader and inspiration for women everywhere. You always have been for me. You've always charted your own course and done interesting things. Which brings us to this conversation of Let's Get Writing. Back in 2009, what was it that you did? Uh, It was funny. I, I just first wanted to say that I, I never really let my dental clients know that I rode a Harley. Like there was just like a, it didn't always, I felt mixed, but you know, that was my stress reliever was after work or after a hard day in the office was to go for a nice long bike ride. And so in 2009, I, with a good friend of mine, her name is Margaret Parker. We call her Peggy. Um, I talked to her in over bottle of wine and uh, I talked to her into being my, uh, co-conspirator in riding across America. So it was in 2009 that we did our trip. Well, I've, I've entitled that Two Women, Two Harleys. <laughs> so I've that. got the book name already figured out. <laughs> and Evelyn, when, you know, I was just so impressed with that, how you approached it and how you did that trip. You'd been riding for 
about four years and you have a philosophy on that that maybe you want to share um, with others. Right. Anyone out there who's a new bike rider, um, my brother gave me the advice. He said, you know, for the first three years, ride your bike like you own the road. Like just be really confident, throw out the kickstand, you know, like take off well, like just learn to ride really confidently. And then he said after the third year to uh, roll, check your attitude because you've now become dangerous to yourself. And that was true. I remember at the third year, I was pulling out in traffic in between cars and just overconfident, going too fast, you know, too fast into the corners. And just it was it was an attitude. It was an ego. I had reached that confident level with my Harley that, um, you know, I just needed an attitude adjustment. So in the year three, I slowed down and became more cautious again. And I think it saves it saves lives, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I've, I've always taken the, uh, I did it a couple of times, took the uh, safety programs before I got my license, which I got it at age 22. <laughs> so you got yours at age 50, which I think is even more impressive. <laughs> well, I cheated a bit because my dad had taught me when I was 16. And then I never went for, I didn't have the confidence to go for my license. And it was something, it was kind of unfinished business. You know, you get married, you have children. You know, and as women, we're always serving other people in dentistry. I served a lot of dentists, you know, and so at the age of 50, I just wanted to do something for me and I wanted to finish what I had started. And so to, I recommend anybody who's either starting writing again or is looking at it is to go and take a safety course. Yeah, it's it's I mean, the technical checkup before you go on the road and just you know you have two wheels <laughs> so you want to be sure that they're working well and I just remember always remembered at least what I had learned was never to skimp on your tires always buy the best and softer rubber was what I was told so that it gripped the road better yeah and, and proper air pressure mm-hmm yeah, yeah well so- and um, I took um, Harley Davidson are great with women. And so they have a mechanical course. And so I went and took one of their mechanical courses. It was just, I think, one or two evenings a, a week. And they just kind of give, as a woman, all of the little tips that you should know about riding. And two things that my dad had told me was carry vice grips and that black electrical tape. Because a vice grip will hold something together and she'll get you home. And the electrical tape, you can tape it together so those are two things I had in my toolbox all the time <laughs> and actually not a bad idea to have in your purse anytime anywhere anyway That's why not right. you never know <laughs> you never know no nope. <laughs> it's only inconvenient when you're going through the airport which we don't have to worry about yet um Evelyn um so I want to get more into this adventure um, tell people what you did and where you went because you did some amazing things I love the fact that you you started from Halifax, Nova Scotia, but that was where you got on a plane, not on a bike. <laughs> Just tell everyone what what your what your plan was. Well, what we did was we we had um, I had a twelve hundred Sportster, and Peggy had a larger Harley, a Deluxe Deuce. I forget the name of her Harley now, but it was a little it was a little bit bigger than mine and a little newer. And uh, we decided that we would ship the bikes by tractor trailer from Harley Davidson dealership in Halifax, Nova Scotia, that's where I was living at the time, straight through to Calgary. And then we, you know, we shipped 
they crated our bikes and they shipped them and we sent all of our luggage within the crate because it was being paid for anyway, so why not load the crate? We sent our helmets, luggage, everything. And then all we had to do was get on the plane. We wore jeans and t-shirt and we carried our leather jackets. We didn't want to ship our leathers. We, we carried that. And uh, we flew out and landed in Calgary. And then um, my cousin picked us up and then took us to the hotel. We got settled in and then we went down and picked up the motorcycles and brought them back to the hotel. Got a good night's sleep and ready to ride America. The next day. <laughs> That's just the most amazing story. And knowing you as I do, Evelyn, I know how you think things through and plan. And so how did you do with packing your kit and so on? Did you ever feel like you forgot anything or, no, you know? We, were, we had researched it. Um, a couple of things that we did was we had a, a, a headset. We had two helmets. We had our shorty helmet. Actually, I have my helmet here with me. Um, oh, sure. Show you. I actually do have that. So oh, there it is. There we go. And then we also had a full face. So when we were riding in the city, <clears throat> we had an earpiece. So I could talk to Peggy on her bike. And the reason for the full face was we couldn't do it with the shorties because there was too much wind. We couldn't hear each other. But with the full face helmets through the city, we could hear each other really well. That really helped us stay together to navigate the city. I had a GPS. I had it mounted right on my handlebars so that I could see. And then, um, you know, I had a whole list of things that we took with us as far as a list of things that we that we needed. I can go over those with you. Well, you, you know, one of the best things I thought that of your plan was you're always going to stay in a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yeah, brilliant just staying in a, if you're going to ride for eight ten hours a day you want a good bed to sleep in i just didn't have i i just couldn't see pitching a tent with that zipper it was the only protection that you had because actually when you're out on the motorcycle it's not like you're in the car and you can just lock the doors if you feel unsafe when you're on the motorcycle you are really out in the element you know, and so it just felt good at nighttime to go into a hotel. We didn't book ahead. Um, mm -hmm. We took the risk of, you know, maybe not being able to find something. But we had no trouble. Like every night we slept in a nice hotel and it worked. Mm. Yeah, that, and a great way to get cleaned up, fresh for the road, good sleep. So you also made this more than about yourselves, um, which I think was just wonderful. And uh, tell me about that. My son said, well, mom, you just can't do this ride for yourself. And I said, I planned on it. <laughs> <laughs> and so he said, no, no, no. He goes, you have to do it for a cause. And so he said, pick a cause and I'll do a website for you. And um, and you can raise money for it. So our cause, I checked with Peggy and we decided on Children's Wish Foundation. And so we rode for Children's Wish Foundation. And so people could donate through the website. And the website also served two purposes. People could donate, but our families and friends every day could check where we were because every day we would go into the hotel, get on the Wi-Fi, post the pictures we had taken, and a little summary of where we were. Because when you're on the road and you're riding, you don't want to have to make 10 phone calls when you get home <laughs> to the hotel. No. So we would just post it, and then people could know that, okay, we lived another day, and they could kind of track us on the map where we were. Yeah, and absolutely 
you raised a considerable amount of money on that trip too, did, did you not? And people were able just, just to go on and we didn't have to handle the cash. They could just go on their website and donate directly. I mean, and I had business cards made out so I could pass them out on my trip. And then people, because people will talk and you can say, yeah, we're writing for Children's Wish Foundation. And then I could pass out the business card and on it was where they could go to our website and they could donate. So we didn't have to handle cash. There were times when we came out in the morning and there was cash actually on our motorcycle because <laughs> people had talked to us and thought about it and decided that they wanted to donate and, you know, they didn't maybe have a computer. And so what we did was we just, um, we would just go on and donate and just put from anonymous and then you know we just used the cash because we already donated yeah. through our own banks but it was it was a good you know it was it was amazing it was yeah. pretty so heartwarming because i was going to just do it for me <laughs> <laughs> well you were 55 when you when you took on this trip so a lot of times when we're these ages we just go yeah we're doing this for me <laughs> we've been doing everything for, do for, for everyone else <laughs> my turn but Evelyn, did you see it was over $7,000 you raised for Children's Wish? Yeah, pretty close to it. And so we were really pleased with that. And it was, um, you know, it was just something. And it just, it was, and it also opened up conversation because we could talk to people. Because they would say, like, why are you girls riding? And, you know, where are you from? And that. And so it just was a great, you know, actually it was a great idea. If I was going to do something again, I would do it again for that cause. So. Yeah. Now, you sent me a list. I'm going to read off a few names here. Beartooth Pass, Road to Sun, Chief jo jo Joseph Howe Highway, Yellowstone, Montana, Missoula, Billings, Cody, Wyoming Rodeo, <laughs> the Cody, Wyoming Rodeo, Crazy Horse, South Dakota, Deadwood, South Dakota, Midnight Star Casino, and that's affiliated with uh, Kevin Costner. Uh, Deadwood, uh, where I did pass that one. Wild Bill Hickok and Calamity Jane. Sturges, South to Memphis, Graceland, Beale Street. All those very safe areas up in those ones. <laughs> the sun, oh, yeah. Sun Studios, Tennessee, um, North Carolina. You went over Deal's Cap. Now, that you'll have to explain. And Tale of the Dragon. Uh, which has 318 curves in 11 miles. Okay, th these are some of the highlights, and you headed home through Kentucky, West Virginia, New York, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, blah, 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 back to Halifax, Nova Scotia eventually. Come on, what were some, tell me about some of these places. What, what memories were you left with? <laughs> well, first of all, going over the Rocky Mountains um, through Beartooth Pass and over the road to the sun was absolutely stunning. And we even, up in the mountains, we even, there was snow on the side of the road. So that was gorgeous, just absolutely stunning um, weather and just territory. Yellowstone, if any of you are watching Yellowstone right now, the series with Kevin Costner, I mean, I just fell in love with the Yellowstone Provincial Park. It was absolutely beautiful through there. And we got lost in there and we stayed an extra day in Yellowstone <laughs> just because we, we just loved it. It was majestic. And then um, we went to a, a, a rodeo in, Cal in um, Cody, Wyoming. That was fun. Like I, you know, uh, really wanted to see that. And I fell in love with Montana. In fact, what you don't know is I went back the following year. I flew into Montana and spent a week on horseback in Montana um, at a dude ranch. So 
that was, um, I mean, if I could live anywhere, I would live in Montana. It was beautiful. I've often heard people say that, Evelyn, and now you've given me another idea. A dude ranch trip would yeah, be fun. It was, just, it was so much fun. And um, also with, um, you know, Crazy Horse, we could have went to other places, but we decided it was such a native um, tribute to the uh, to the Indians in that area, and we really wanted to see it. So Crazy Horse, if anyone wants to know what it's like, they could Google it, and it's just fascinating. It's a man who decided to, you know, carve a horse in an Indian in the side of a mountain, you know, and what that looks like. So it, it's beautiful. Then mm. we went to Sturgis. We kind of were there a week before the bike, and we got to see it, but we didn't want to stay for the bike rally. It was just... I think two girls on a bike we just felt a little intimidated by that and we we were enjoying the open highway and then of course down to graceland like who doesn't want to see elvis <laughs> what's the trip without seeing elvis <laughs> oh it's so, fun to go there <laughs> yeah and then beale street i had fried green tomatoes on um on beale street so just the music and the outdoor and the festivity it was just it was gorgeous my God, Evelyn, I've had those too on Beale Street. The yeah, fried green, they're, they're excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and then down in Tennessee, and um, the Tail of the Dragon is in Deal's Cap. It's in North Carolina. It's right on the border between North Carolina and Tennessee. And uh, it was 318 turns in 11 miles. And so we rode that Saturday afternoon, fully packed, fully loaded. And we hadn't planned on that. We had driven in and we were going through so many twists and turns i said to peggy we we must be on the tail of the dragon <laughs> i've never been on such a winding road in my life and so then we keep going a little further and we see the sign and it says tail of the dragon and we thought oh my god like what we just went through if it's any worse than that i don't know we can do it but anyway we did it and it wasn't any worse we were just warmed up like we were ready to go <laughs> Well, I'm going to throw up some photographs here, actually. So I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but this is, uh, where is this one? That's Road to the Sun. And we were up 11 or 12,000 feet. And we were just on our climb up. It was beautiful. And so Peggy had just, that's her bike on the right. We just stopped to take a quick photo. And I'm looking at her like, come on, let's go, let's go. <laughs> Evelyn, I mean, that's a lot of gear on your bike. Did you Did you have a hard time adjusting to that? No, not at all. It was no different than having a rider on back. You think if you had a, a, someone on the back of your bike, they, but my gear was packed up to my shoulders and the bike was top heavy, but that actually worked for me going into turns. You didn't, you didn't have to lean very much. You could just go right in. Excellent. Okay. Let's see what's coming on. Oh, look at you. Now, where is this? <laughs> that was taken in Windsor, Nova Scotia by a photographer. He asked to take my bike and so but the day he wanted the yellow bike in a field of yellow dandelions. And so we did it in front of an old barn. And then he said, no, I want you with the bike. <laughs> so it was like, okay. And I didn't want to wear a bike helmet. So I asked him, I said, how about the cowboy hat? We'll go make it Western. And so he goes, yeah, he loved it. So yeah, that yeah. was my Harley. And what a beautiful picture. Leathers, I wore that. The only thing missing was my helmet. Let's see what we have here. There is a good picture of the Yeah, the that's bike. a bike without all the gear on it. That was just a straight bike without. Uh, so it was eleven hundred. It was custom. Has a. Um, it was loud. Has nice. Had nice pipes on it and good tires and 
in yeah, a bigger tank, I think you said. Very nice. I remember seeing it parked outside of your house there <laughs> in Windsor, Nova Scotia, thinking like, no, oh, okay, this is lovely. And here you are again. And you're here. With dark hair. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are choices we make yeah. <laughs> along the road. Oh, my goodness. And another shot of the baby. Yeah, I love that shot. That was just um, that was just before. It was after I moved to Moncton, and so I, I like that. That's on the border between Nova Scotia and Moncton, kind of my two loves, Nova Scotia and New Brunswick. So my bike is – I just gone for a nice day ride, and uh, oh, I must have been – maybe – no, I was on my way back to Halifax, I think, because I got my overnight bag on it, so – it's You're an adventurous day. person. And we're back to the first one again. And the other one I wanted to bring up just uh, to show in the stream. We'll hide that one. There we go. Here we go. That's something from Harley Davidson. It is. It, it was probably back 2008, maybe. I don't remember what year, but they had asked me to just pose in their Harley jacket. I got a ring on and a watch. Um, that was just for um, Harley Davidson privateers in Halifax was doing an advertisement for Christmas. So they asked me if I would pose for that picture and I did. <laughs> well, I think they chose a great model. <laughs> An inspiring one who was going to do their product proud. And uh, so you didn't go into the Harley uh, a factory or museum in Minnesota or Minneapolis. But you did. Yeah, so you were there. I did. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was surprised you didn't go in there. I guess it just wasn't on the trail. You know, we didn't, we wanted to see things that we hadn't really seen before, like the culture. It was just really, we met so many interesting people along the way, even in South Dakota. You know, like we, we were, you go, we, we didn't eat at big restaurants. We ate at mom and pop shops. And uh, it was just, it was just really about the experience of being outdoors, two women, you know, riding together. And then also, um, I mean, Peggy was just going through a nasty divorce at that time. And I was just kind of in between, not showing, sure what I was doing. And so we just decided to get out of town and to do something to ride America. It was just that point in your life that you wanted to do something, something different. And, and we did. <laughs> <laughs> and you sure did. And it's something you can sit back on now and talk about and relive those moments and uh, wonder right. what you're going to do next. <laughs> yeah, I talked her into it because she was hesitant at first. And I said, you know what, we can be an we can be two old ladies someday sitting in a rocking chair looking back. And you can either say I had a chance to ride America with my Harley when I was 50. Or you can say I rode America on my Harley when I was 50. <laughs> So what, what do you want your script to be? And so she goes, okay, okay, that's it. I'll do it. Yeah, I think that would have brought me around as well. And Evelyn, lessons learned along the way. What, what kind of takeaways did you take from this adventure? Um, you know, um, my takeaway is you can, as a woman, you can do, you can have confidence. You can do a motorcycle ride. Uh, you have to be prepared. You have to prepare well for it and, you know, and take all the safety precautions that you can. And, um, you know, and, and then just, you know, motorcycles are dangerous. There's no doubt about it. I'm sure my family were worried about me, 
Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and you just have to read the road and take, you know, uh, we equipped ourselves, we took safety, safety courses, and we had good bikes, and we rode in good weather. And we, you know, I think motorcycle riding, you become an excellent driver, because you learn to read, just not the traffic, but you're also reading the road conditions, if there's any wild animals on the road, like we came across buck I have one story. Okay. In Yellowstone, <laughs> and there's a buffalo coming, and we are, of course, on the outside of the bikes, and like we're sitting on our bikes, we have no protection. <laughs> and so the buffalo is just sauntering over towards Peggy. And so Peggy turns to me and she goes, Oh my gosh, like he's coming my way. Like, what does he want? And I went, I think he just wants to sniff you. <laughs> and so she goes, I don't want to be sniffed. <laughs> And so the buffalo came over, looked at us, and then just kind of walked away. But when you're on a motorcycle, you are, you know, it's not like you're in the car, you can roll up the windows. Yeah, sure <laughs> so, enough. Uh, it was an experience. We loved it so much that actually it spoiled us because when we got back home again, people would say, where do you want to go? And I'd say, well, anywhere, but I'm not going to Tim Hortons. <laughs> where all the bikes hang out <laughs> so yeah we didn't hang around tim hortons a lot so I, you told me a funny story about tim hortons is that one we could quickly share before we wrap it was something or was someone asking you about a bike yeah, it, was, it was a guy who was asking me if i you know he goes you must not ride much because i never see you at tim hortons and uh it was like uh <laughs> You know, and Peggy and I always laugh because we say, don't go there, don't go there. <laughs> so he went there. So then I said, well, actually, you know, in 2009, I wrote America. You know, so, yeah, you won't find me a lot at Tim Hortons. <laughs> people <laughs> misjudge you. I think that was um, people see you as feminine, as a work professional work person, and they don't realize that you're capable of doing something, you know, out of the ordinary. Yeah. And just yeah. more story, I was I was at, at Tim Hortons in Windsor, and and my bike, like I said, was loud. And so I saw this little old lady. She had a cane to get out of her car, and she was headed my way. And I thought, oh, I better turn off the bike because she's going to lecture me on, you know, like I'm, I'm my bike is too loud because it it was loud. Anyway, so she came over and she took her cane and she hit my front tire, and she said, "I can say this." <clears throat> she goes, "You are living my dream." Isn't that sweet? <laughs> yeah, that is nice to hear. And yeah, so uh, I think the message is for any women out there, and I was <laughs> wanting to entitle this show Badass Women. <laughs> it's going to be two women, two Harleys, um, you know, that are out there sort of thinking, I wonder what I can do next. Well, just do it. Like you say, write the script and do it. I think that's our, our message from today. And you've done some very interesting things. I think along with getting your bike license, you had gotten your um, gun license at the same the same year, wasn't it, when you turned 50? Yeah, when I turned 50. Well, my dad was a big gun collector, and I was always worried that if something happened to him, I would need to help my mom, you know, to kind of – and you can't really – you can't buy bullets, you can't sell bullets, you can't handle handguns unless you're legally licensed and you've been trained on it. So, yeah, turned 50 and got my gun license and my motorcycle license. An <laughs> so interesting if, year. If, if I didn't advertise that I had my motorcycle license, I 
didn't really talk a lot about having my gun license either. No, that's that's. But it's, I am but the it's, owner of a of a twenty two and a three fifty seven. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well. It's always interesting to do things. And actually, I got my gun license this year and the restricted. So I'm looking forward to being part of a gun club and learning more about, about that. So it's just just challenging ourselves and in, in doing things. And, and did I mention I did my air brakes? <laughs> <laughs> that was for a motorhome that never, that never manifested. And I was silly enough to go first and get it done. <laughs> but well, anyway. I think that's why we've always enjoyed laughing. Catherine, because there's, you know, I think when people look at us, they don't see us as motorcycle riders or gun owners, you know, and so I think women shortchange themselves too often. There's a lot of things that they can do and be responsible. It doesn't have to be just the boys that have all the toys. No, we can too. I like it. And a great note to end on. Thank you so much, Evelyn. And thank you everyone for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this show just off the beaten path a little bit. Let's get riding, not writing. And uh, please, if you have comments, leave them. And uh, Evelyn or I or both of us will be sure to get back to you. Have a great day, everyone. And Evelyn, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Catherine. Bye. Bye now. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So please let us know what you thought of this episode and share your ideas for future guests or topics. You can email us at letsgetwriting at katherinetaylor.ca. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. If you love this episode, share it with a friend. Until next time, believe in yourself and let's get writing.